Warning. Warning. Potatoes and pasta contain adult language and discussions of sexual content, substance abuse, domestic violence, and suicide. If you or someone you know is struggling, please seek help. We've included resources in the description. Additionally, we are not psychological professionals, and we don't claim to be experts of any kind. We are barely experts in our own experiences. These are simply our thoughts and reflections on ourselves and our family, with the purpose to entertain and indulge our own nostalgia. Have you ever thought you were a natural badass at video games? Have you been breezing through levels thinking, I'm a goddamn child prodigy. This is going to make me millions one day. Have you ever had all that skill taken away from you in a moment of clarity and pain as your world comes crashing down because you had been part of a larger conspiracy aimed at keeping the peace while your mother just plugged an extra controller in while your older brother just played one player and perpetuated this charlatan's sham? Why have... And there has yet to be justice in this world. I said I was sorry. You're really, you're really not. I am. This is why I like Dad best. He never lied to me. Hello, family. Welcome, you. This is our podcast. Potatoes and Pasta, a discussion about our family. I'm Spud. And I'm Mac. In this podcast, we will explore the experiences, stories, and dynamics of our shared upbringing. And how we've gotten by with heaping helpings of laughter, potatoes, and pasta. A reflection on our starchy family. Episode 1.8, Video Games. What's our topic? Our topic is video games, otherwise known, from my perspective... As a saga of deception and lies. I have one thing I'd like to vocalize. Please. Our mom. Yeah, she is the world's biggest Legend of Zelda fan. And Tetris, dude. And Tetris, yeah. She has phenomenal puzzle-solving skills and spatial relations. It's, it's the perfect combination. Is that a bomb spot? Is that a spot you can bomb? Try putting a bomb there. Right. <laughs> and and the, the Legend of Zelda really was a collective familial experience for us. Yeah, it was. Anytime they released a new game, you know, we waited the appropriate year for the price to reach a reasonable price for a middle-class family, or it was a gift-giving holiday, we would sit down and watch either Mom or Spud play it and offer suggestions. In fact, Dad is so conditioned that when when watching anybody else play video games, he automatically assumes that it is a Legend of Zelda-type game and starts offering suggestions to help solve puzzles that are not there. The man was vehemently against video games of all kinds and all types. He just thought they were a waste of time. And a waste of money. Yeah. But, But, you know, he's he's got towers of cast-iron pans in his basement that he doesn't use. Listen, it's so funny. It's so funny. Because Mango and I had this, have had this conversation about him before. This is just like a side tangent about Dad. So again, I mentioned this before, like, does this thing where he, like, portrays himself as an outsider in his own family because it gives him, like, a strong sense of martyrdom, which is, like, a very, like, Pisces thing to do. It's also and a very American thing to do. It is very, a very American thing to do. He doesn't have consistent hobbies. Like, Spud, Mom and I are, like video games reading i think we and and like mom and i have crafting and her and spud have like cooking and like some other like creative outlet right and that's been like very consistent for most of our lives but dad's jumped around to like like so i mentioned this like cast iron cooking to he thought he wanted to take up leather working at one point trains trains too like they never got built 
No, he just like doesn't have a consistent hobby, which there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like I think it's good in the sense that like he's always open to a new experience right. or like a new whatever, and like that's great. But like, like he goes full in for a year on this hobby, and then promptly loses interest. Yes. But yeah. then has a stockpile of items. Right, which would be fine if he wasn't so judgmental about what the rest of us did. Amen. Dad always like pitched a fit about video games implied that we were like wasting our time or that they weren't engaging or engaged the brain too i don't think he connected those dots like these are a lot of problem solving games they are engaging mechanics of the mind right it's also just like a different format for storytelling a lot of the time so sometimes better (laughs) yeah like the older he's gotten the less judgmental he is and i think what it was is that he didn't didn't feel comfortable playing with us so he felt excluded and it came out as like judgment which is also like very normal for people you know but yeah so it all started with mom and the legend of zelda and tetris she's the reason that like we grew up in a strictly nintendo household i was in the womb mm-hmm. the womb mm-hmm. when she was playing the first legend of zelda on the snes no, just the NES, the very oh, first Oh, the one. NES, you're right. Yeah. Uh, we were, for a long time, a pretty strictly Nintendo household. And I think for her, she still is. Mm-hmm. I know for your household and now my household, we've got all the other versions, too. Yeah. Mom was pretty anti, and still is, pretty anti-violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it came to, like, movies and video games, Lady followed those parental guidelines to the letter you're not seeing a pg-13 movie until you're 13 mm-hmm. if the show said ny-17 ny-7 or y-7 yeah why yeah, whatever yeah y-7 your sister is not she's six years old you need to find something else that she can watch i mean i start to get that now too like you and i were talking about a show that when it first started it was pretty tame and has gotten progressively more violent as the series went along Star Wars Clone Wars. We stuck with Nintendo, which kept pretty low violence, more mm-hmm. family-friendly stuff. One of the better platforms for more than two people playing a game, too. Mm-hmm. My first major purchase that like I saved allowance money, did chores for, I think it took me almost a year to save up the, the cash for it. It was like $140. Mm-hmm. was the Nintendo 64, and I was in middle school. Dad and I went to that little game uh, store in the mall that's closed now. Yeah. It came with one controller. Dad was such a gem, and he pitched in a second controller. Well, you need two, right? Yeah, and I don't have the money for two. And he just put it, put it in the cart. He knew, like, you and I were going to play a, um, a few games. So yeah. I don't remember the first game. I think it was Star Fox for that one. It was the, really was the big draw for me. Sounds for right. Yeah, video games have been a part of our family culture forever. And it's because of Ma. I think it helped her with her depression, too. Yeah, because the way she talks about it, like, they got their first system when she was in her, like, mid to early 20s, which we know she was really struggling with, like, agoraphobia and was really seeking, seeking therapy and trying to work through a lot of her, like, childhood trauma stuff. At least yeah, late 20s. It, yeah, I think it was a, a form of escapism, a form of a way to yeah, work through things. Video games do provide a lot of skill building, problem solving. And I know like Minecraft now is part of some schools' curriculums. Mm-hmm. Like get a whole classroom oh, like a com- in the computer lab, get them all on Minecraft, and they're going to go. And these kids are going to learn a bunch of shit along the way, too. I remember seeing a presentation for a local charter that got built as part of our local cultural center and was part connected to one of the buildings and so the school was going to have like 600 kids and they were going to incorporate that was one of their key presentation points is we're incorporating minecraft yeah it sounds silly but educators have taken a look at deep dive into the game played it and said holy shit kids are going to learn a lot from this let's utilize that yeah it's problem solving it's resource management i love minecraft <laughs> personally I've never played it. it's a creative outlet you can build mm-hmm. things Mom used to get us uh, games, too, that were, like, I remember, like, the Sesame Street game that was just math. Played all these little mini-games within it, and it was math and colors and educational games. Mm-hmm. 
We had one that was a teddy bear that played with um. There was a console that hooked up to the VCR. Yep. And it had four giant ass buttons on it, and you played a specific tapes that interfaced with it. And for mm-hmm. some reason, the the tape fed to the machine mm-hmm. that was in front of you, and the machine would buzz whether you got the answer right or wrong. Yeah. And that's how we know the the word for the proper name for uh, the Latin word for nose, which is proboscis. Because there was a whole little song and jingle in there about Mr. Probiscus and yes. all this shit. And video games can be teaching tools, too. So I think Dad also like pushed that, like, let's find some educational games for these children to play. We still play video games with Mom. Little Professor, just like a few weeks ago after Christmas, was they had synced their switches and was playing Animal Crossing together. And they still, like, they, they send a mail back and forth over the internet and stuff. It's, again, it's a good bonding medium. For sure. It was a way that, like, when Mango and I were long distance, mm-hmm. we stayed connected. So, like, when we were long distance, um, Sunday night was date night. So we would always, like, set aside the whole evening, you know, instead of just, like, our usual Skype chat at the end of the day before bed. Like, we would set aside hours to, like, either, like, watch a movie or watch a TV show. But we also spent a lot of time, like, playing video games together. Like, we would play Dungeon Defenders or we would play... Minecraft, where we would just like run around in a server together. Like, especially with the improvements in technology, it's a way to do like build long distance connection. But, you know, even thinking about like the friends we had growing up and like what, how we would spend time with our friends when they came over, a lot of times it was playing video games together. Like, Bandit and I would, I mean, racked up hours sitting next to each other on our 3DSs playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Not even battling each other, just like, having this shared experience and then also like we would all play together like me and bandit and you and the little professor would i mean we do it now with me and mango and you and the little professor where we'll play a video game all four of us together or very middle class (laughs) and that's what like the little bandit and the little professor bonded over at first with pokemon Mm -hmm. little uh, little bandit had asked little professor you know do you like Pokemon? And it was, yes, I like Pokemon. Who's your favorite? Crobat, blah, blah, blah. And somehow they worked in their little professor's sexuality, and he had said, yeah, I don't like the Chikoritas, and, which is a reference to the Pokemon, and that, you know, him gay. You know, that really... My favorite is when the little bandit is when you can get them laughing so hard that they throw themselves off of whatever piece of furniture they're sitting on. <laughs> they throw themselves backwards or to the side so hard they're laughing so much that they fall right off it was a pokemon medium that they bonded over yeah yeah it's this like touch point for the family and whenever we you know whenever you and i talk or whenever i talk with mom it's always asking like what are you playing lately and it's a rundown of whatever it is that we're we're playing right now but bud's right like it's like a very middle class hobby like it can be super expensive like dad was not wrong about that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but we, we were also taught to be frugal about it. Like, we were taught to be smart and savvy about it, I think, in the sense that, like, we knew better than to ask for it for Christmas the year it came out. We knew to wait until mm-hmm. the next year. Let the market handle it, and then, then you could make that ask, or your birthday. Mac and I are both Geminis, hey. so and if anybody who knows what that, that shit is, it lands in the middle of the year, so... Really, every six months, we were getting presents. So it was pretty sweet setup. After Spud bought the N64, and it was all always very clear that like, that was his, which, like, as a smaller child, I did not always understand. But, like, I it's think not like we... you couldn't play it when you wanted. True. Right? You never, like, withheld it maliciously. Uh, Look at me withholding. Look at me getting off. Getting off. Yeah, like, every console after that was a joint present to the both of us and like we would both get games for it and and things like that but yeah like we always waited for games to go on sale at GameStop like I don't I don't ever recall paying full price for a video game except for Zelda's those always Ex- yeah we always those... got those when those came out mom yeah. pre-ordered that shit yeah. without dad's knowledge right <laughs> she'd get home she'd get on the phone or she'd get home and just, guess what I did today on my lunch right <laughs> I called the video game store and I pre-ordered our copy of Zelda. Oh yeah. I'm picking it up after work tomorrow. I love her. 
Zelda was like the only one that we ever bought. I mean, we would get done with dinner out. at night mm-hmm. on a weekday. Uh, I remember this specifically with Majora's Mask. And we would all move into the family room, turn the TV on, and I would play it. But we were all watching and all suggesting what to do. And at times that was frustrating for the person who's in control. And and it's because I was always using the controller while playing a game. Like, little professor will ask me, hey, you want to come watch me play this video game? I'm like, fuck no. That doesn't sound appealing to me whatsoever. And then I, you know, get over myself and I say, well, of course, I do want to, you know, let me see the opening segments. I'll watch you play the first couple hours. That's not too much of an ask. No, it's not. Yeah. Manga actually struggles with that because his family is not as kind to each other as ours is, just like generally speaking. He feels very self-conscious when people watch him play video games because, like, his family growing up, it was more like, why are you doing that? You should be doing that. Like, it wasn't helpful suggestions, even if that was their intention. It came off very, like, critical. Judgy. Yeah. So he's not used to the way our family (laughs) plays plays video games where it's, you know, like, dad's in the background hollering, like, put a bomb down. And you're like, dad, it's not Zelda, it's Animal Crossing. Like, I can't just put a bomb down. Yeah, like, bring a museum. Knock it off. (laughs) Right. Go look at that door. Dad, there's no puzzle to be solved. It's a trap door. You gotta get in there. Three weeks ago, friends. Right. But he just does that to be shits. He does now, yeah. Yeah, so it took a long time for Manga to be comfortable both with me, like, just watching him play a solo game. He managed to get an Xbox Series X, um, and it arrived last week, and he's been playing uh, the newest installment of Halo, and I think it's the first time that we've both been comfortable with, like, him playing and me just watching. I have gotten better about waiting for him to say, I'm stuck, can you take a look? Instead of just, like, offering suggestions when he's not looking for them. And now it's at a point where he's like, oh, I'll wait to play it until you're there because I know you're invested in the story. What the little professor will do is um, pause. He'll stop a cutscene if he can and, and call me in so he, I can watch it with him. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really cute. Uh, Animal Crossing is another one that mom was heavily invested in. Now let's talk about blurring the lines between uh, what you're allowed to do at work girl would get online at work and we're talking like this is 2002 that was the first version of animal crossing that was in the state technically the second animal crossing first one was in japan Mm. so it's technically the second are you talking about the one that came out for the gamecube yeah yeah Yeah. that was technically the second game but was the first one for americans and outside japan anywho really cute game she would come home with three ring binders full of cheat codes yep that she had printed off at work and then she'd say, Spud, we're going in Tom Nooks. I'm going to read you off these codes, and you're going to punch them in. Uh-huh. And then she'd get all this free furniture that we she didn't have access to mailed and dumped to her house. And then, like, she got really invested in the um, home, Happy Home Academy thing, the HHA. Yeah, the score so, that they would give you once Yeah, a week. she loved getting her, her uh, points up to, like, the 150,000s. Hell Yeah. Uh, that was her jam, really focused on that. And that was and, so fun because, like, we had one town that the three of us lived in. Which was so cute. But then on different memory cards, we'd start other towns mm-hmm. and then go between towns, too. Mm-hmm. Such a cute game. And, of course, we named them after, like, really sentimental locations for us. Like, our aunt, uh, where the the godmother lived was the first main town that we had. Yeah, and then the other one that we put on a different memory card was after the town that Dad's older brother lived in. The godmother's younger brother. Yes, the one in betwixt them. Betwixt. But, uh, Stuck <laughs> in the middle with you. But yeah, no, Animal Crossing has been a huge one. It's like a very chill way. The Little Bandit, that's one that we would all all play together. Um, cause Go to it, each other's towns and then start just... Um, typing through the DS's mm-hmm. curse words mm-hmm. at each other. Yes, because once it once they released the one for the DS, which was New Leaf. I thought New Leaf was a 3DS. Is that the one I'm talking about? Uh, I think it was the Game Boy Advance was City Folk. You, uh, you... I think City Folk was the Wii. I think the first one that came out handheld was on the 3DS. No, because I remember you played one on your Game Boy Advanced. I, don't I remember think being so. in the car playing it. Maybe. But anyway, 
I just remember the one on the, the 3DS, which is New Leaf, where we finally like all had our own towns and then we would visit each other. And that's when Bandit started doing this like masked shoveler bit <laughs> where they would put on a ski mask take out their shovel and chase everybody else around as if they were like some type of axed axe murderer but they were the mask shoveler but yeah no we had a lot of fun and are still having fun with with animal crossing video games are something that we do with the little professor's best friend and his wife and uh now all three of their kids have old discount ds's there was a picture posted on facebook of that like this this week I don't think the little professor could have been more proud because we're both godparents. Him and I are godparents to two of their three children. Mm-hmm. The little professor's best friend and his wife. We and that's what we used to do. That was our bonding thing. Is we get together and we. That's how we found Dungeon Defenders. Was the mm-hmm. two of them. We had like a super snowstorm. It was Christmas break, so I was off work. And that at that one time, the little professor had a college job and everything was all down. We ended up spending like a week and a half at their place, and we literally played Dungeon Defenders from probably 8 in the morning until 3 every morning. Mm-hmm. Just did drinking and takeout. Nice. The little professor's best friend's wife, who's also family, she references that week, that week all the time. It was her favorite New Year's of the four of us together. and it was, mm-hmm. you know, Their cats would like just curl up on your lap while you're mm-hmm. playing and just... Video games are really good. Can be a really good bonding platform. And so we did mostly consoles and handhelds. I didn't get into like too much PC. Not anything like the online, the MMOs. What are those? Mm -hmm. Right, the mass Mm -hmm. media. Okay. I never got into Warcraft or Mm -hmm. the Star Wars galaxies. League of Legends. Yeah, I did some Star Wars CD-ROMs on. Uh, computer that's what's in my computer right now is a disc for one of those but it was pretty much primarily consoles and handhelds i remember yeah. getting first my first game boy Two. some reason mom put me in her bed their bed i wanted breakfast in bed for my birthday that year and yeah then, but it was so funny because whenever we asked for breakfast in bed we didn't want it in our bed we wanted it in mom and dad's bed well because we could watch tv right they hit the tv and so i just remember getting simply burnt bacon my egg whites not because of health, but because of texture and taste. I now love regular eggs, made every way. I hated scrambled eggs for the longest time, and I didn't want a breaky yolk for the longest time. Now I only make them with breaky yolks, and I love a proper scrambled egg. Pretty overdone toast on a little tray with some orange juice, and I remember you gave me the present, mm-hmm. and you, know, what, you were all of three years old. I remember that pretty specifically. Yeah. I remember the Christmas that we... Fucking Kirby was the game that came on there. Oh. Not like fucking Kirby, it was fucking comma Kirby. Did I get that grammar right? I don't think I did. I don't know. But The game was Kirby. <laughs> yes, and we played it for hours. It was the one you could, uh, I think it was like Kirby 2 or 3, Dreamland 2 or 3. Yeah. And you could ride around on the little fox, the little hamster. It was hamster, the fish, and the owl. Fuck, I forgot about that part of it. Dude. But I remember the Christmas that I got uh, a Game Boy Color. The yellow one. The yellow one, yeah. Is that a color? Maybe not. Um, it was smaller than yours, though. Like, it was more compact. Yeah. Um, but they also got they got you Pokemon Red, and they got me Pokemon Blue, and we were thriving. Uh, yeah. I remember we went to that dinner that had condemned and been rebuilt 30 times since uh, that. But I remember we, you and I went to uh, the country kitchen with our grandmother. Mm-hmm. And mom and dad, they had a terrible meal, but you and I had a nice time because we were playing that game. Yep. Silly little memories like that. Fuck yeah, Pokemon. That's the little so professor's good. favorite game. He mm-hmm. has every single one. The man's going on 40 years old and still pre-orders them. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That was not a passive judgment. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the longevity and quality of a franchise. Mm-hmm. It's the highest grossing franchise ever. Of, uh-huh, of all time. Because it's manga, it's anime, and the shows are solid. They are, actually. I was so mad when they took, was it X and Y? That was my favorite. Off of Netflix? Game and show. Yeah. Because science is so amazing. Yeah, it is. And I knew we'd need something for scenarios such as this. (laughs) Yes. Introducing fucking Clement. I know. He's a keeper. Little Bonnie. Um, And Dedenne. Dedenne. I hated Dedenne until that show, and then I live for Dedenne. 
I have a plushie of Dedene. Hell yeah. Nee, 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 nee. Because he is my soul. He's so sweet. So cute. And he's a baby and he stays that way the whole time. He doesn't evolve. I know. He's perfect. He is perfect. So we were we were big on Pokemon. You know, other kids at school would ask me, like, do you play? Are you a fan? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, for sure, for sure. And it wasn't until I was in, like, middle school and, like, Bandit would talk more about it that I realized that I never, like, actually played right. Pokemon Blue. Like, I was a little too young to grasp because Bandit would talk about it. And I remember having this moment of being like, there's a story to these? Like, there's a there's a plot to go. For You're me, not just, like, running around in them? For me, it wasn't until I was a full-on adult, 24 years old, in my first apartment, and I started playing XY mm-hmm. after I played Gen 4 through once. But it wasn't until XY that I realized that there was a stat system. Because oh. I barely had a grasp of types. Yeah, it wasn't then until I started like strategizing stats and shit. Right. right, right. And got tank. That was a great one. Um, we've also played, as you mentioned, many iterations of Star Fox. Which I always forget is one of my favorite franchises. But then like I'll see something or I'll... like. I wasn't, I'll be honest, like, I wasn't a huge fan of, like, the early ones. Like, the one we played on N64 was fine. Like, I preferred the mode where you could, like, pick what your mode of operation was. Like, whether you're going to be in a plane or a tank or you're going to be on the ground as just, like, a person. Um, Like, I preferred that. I really liked when they did that, like, dinosaur planet story one. When they broke form. Yeah. It was not a space shooter anymore. It was full-on Zelda... Uh, N64 story, puzzles, you had a money system. I just want to let you know, Mac, that you don't have enough scarabs. Right. (laughs) The voice acting was peak. They brought in Crystal, who was this foxy fox. And then was it Tippy, Trippy? Little Triceratops. Yeah. A cute game. It got panned. It was like, this is too much like Zelda, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it really introduced the whole multi-different modes. Because, like, you'd get in your ship, go fly in space, go through some rings, fight some other bad guys in space, and then go land on another planet. What what more could you want? I love that game. Um, I mean, I think they were definitely, like, refined it with the next one for the GameCube. Star Fox Assault, where yeah. you had different missions. Like, you are a person, you then jump into a tank, and, and then you, you know get in a ship and all that. I was just so mad that the story mode on that wasn't multiplayer. They had a multiplayer, like, versus arena, but they didn't have... The story mode wasn't multiplayer. But no, the Dinosaur Planet one was a solid entry in in my book. And you got that staff that did Mm -hmm. all this magic shit, so they introduced magic, which was fine, because, I don't know, magic can't be a part of this, too? Fuck off. Right. (laughs) They're talking animals. Let's relax. right. When the main villain is Andros, which is a giant floating monkey head in space with, you know, detached arms. Again. I'm sorry. Yeah, again, again, again. And it wouldn't be, like, I understand the hypocrisy in us saying, like, oh, God, it's Andros again when we're Legend of Zelda fans and it's, oh, God, it's Ganon again. Listen, I said that almost every time. Right. But, like, at least they changed... Ganon's form, or they changed the Ganon fight in ways that like kept it spicy. Whereas like with Star Fox, it was like we reached a point, and it's like just like Spud said, it's like oh great, it's Andros again. It's his head and his two hands. Oh, he's using ice instead of fire this time. He's he's swiping at you with his hands. Yeah, like it was just. But then like when we get to games like Hyrule Warriors or Breath of the Wild, I'm like, where where's Ganondorf? I mean, I really loved it, Breath of the Wild, when he, like, finally dropped on the middle of Hyrule Field as if this goddamn 200-foot boar and mm-hmm. just started lasering everything to death. I lived for that. You know, here's your you the final boss, Calamity Ganon, and I'm like, where's where's Ganondorf? I want Ganondorf. Because I l- love the setup that uh, Ocarina of Time did, that he had a human form, which was new for the genre. Mm-hmm. Then he switched to his final pig boar form. Yeah. I really enjoyed in Twilight Princess, they even expanded on that, where he there was like four different mm-hmm. battles where he possessed Zelda, became his boar form, then he had to do horseback fight, then a final sword fight. Mm-hmm. Wind Waker. Wind Waker. But again, it was just fucking Ganondorf again. Again. So good. 
those games started to feel a little anticlimactic to me after Ocarina of Time. And that's what I liked about Majora's Mask was it wasn't Ganondorf again. Right. The three forms of Majora's Mask were creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm. And some excellent, excellent boss battles in that game. Hell yeah. That game is nuts. I would play it, like, after you beat it on the N64, I would play it casually, just, like, running around and playing with the different masks or whatever, but I've only played it once as an adult, and I did it with, uh, like, the Prima Guide. Intensely satisfying. Have zero desire to do it again. It's a beast. Mm-hmm. Like, there are puzzles I still have to look up how to get through, even though mm-hmm. I've played it through three or four times. Mm-hmm. I am glad though, that they redo like Ocarina of Time with the Master Quest, mm-hmm. but that was like one of the first games too when it came out like for us that had cinematics, and so we fucking lived for that, and it was like, like watching sitting down for a goddamn movie because we had just gotten done. Dad and I had just gotten done building that entertainment center, and uh, he had put that surround sound system in, and we had hooked the video game console up to the surround sound system. So this shit shook our fucking house. The sound and music. Not, you know, the hills are alive, but just the sound and the music. Right. Nothing will ever top for me the reveal of Sheik as Zelda. Twist. Yeah. I had nothing... a spoil for me, so I knew it was coming. I didn't know that. Jackasses at school. I had gone over to that my one friend's house, and they were playing it around the same time we were. And, of oh. course, you know, our family takes our nice, sweet time. We're going to enjoy this experience. We had beaten the first temple. Uh, like first, It was the fourth temple we had finally beaten. Mm-hmm. And so he needed help, so I went over and I helped him get through it. And then like he finished it that weekend, and so like on Monday I get into school, and he start and they just start saying everything that happened. I and I just remember saying like, "There's no way you got through it. These things take forever to do." Right. He had dragged his mom out, gotten the the uh, walkthrough guide, and went back home and finished it that day. So it was just really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Sheikah Zelda had already Aww. been. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the whole ending had been too. Yeah. Little trash friend. Well, it wasn't his friend. It was the friends that he had with him. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't going to spoil it. He had done all that stuff, but he had a buddy with him the whole time, and then that mm-hmm. buddy was the one spilling all the beans. Damn him. I don't even remember the, who it was. Fair enough. But, yeah, it was still, you know, a gag moment. For sure. I mean, like, I was shook as a small child. I was yeah. I can't believe. Luke, I'm your father. Which, like, arguably is not a great cinema. I mean, like, Vader... Doesn't it mean father in German? Like, if you have just, like, some basic knowledge, like, it's not that big of a... I know that a lot of people were shook over that one in its time period, but, like, we had zero clue. Sheik and Zelda have different eye colors. Come on now. How are we supposed to know? Yeah, there's that. Didn't know, like, medieval fancy times had contact lens changes, but then you could just say magic. Right. Ocarina Time is great. Love that one. Wind Waker, so good. Getting out on that open fucking sea for the first time. The music. Yeah, and you are Captain Jack fucking Sparrow, and you are on the Black Pearl, and Mm -hmm. ocean is freedom. Yeah, man. That game, without it being tedious, makes you put in the work of, like, sailing your fucking ship, you know, redirecting the wind... It makes you put in the hours, but it also rewards those hours. It rewards mm-hmm. that time, and I think that's what makes it so great. That's what I found a little frustrating about the Fable series, was, like, you do all this stuff, and here's a, a grungy necklace. Because, like, yeah. the, the rewards were random generated, and they weren't mm-hmm. even, they're all fine. Nothing yeah. like, here's a new weapon that's going to upgrade and change your life. And that was the one thing, like... Zelda did really well was, hey, I'm encountering new styles of obstacles that I clearly need a new tool to handle. They frustrate you in small little increments for a period of time until you get to that mini boss or you get to that new spot. And then you can go back and handle all those things. And what a reward to satisfaction psychology they do with you. Whereas other games just have crap rewards and you're just like, oh, this hurts. Yeah. Wind Waker's top tier for me, as mm-hmm. is Twilight Princess. I think Twilight Princess is for me what Ocarina of Time is for you. Fair enough. Yeah, it has unlimited replayability for me. The graphics, the story. Yeah, like, I just love everything about it. Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess, I think, have one of the more, most climactic endings to mm-hmm. them. Breath of the Wild was so good. Breath of the Wild feels like it's in its own category for me. It really is. That open world concept, you can literally find something new 
every time you play through. Mm-hmm. Unless you sit and meticulously, you know, interweave like a, a grid pattern over the the map, you you will not find every nook and cranny. Mm-hmm. You won't. It's wild. Huh. <laughs> it was the breath of fresh air that the franchise needed. It was though. Like it, it was. It, like it re it revitalized the franchise. Unpopular opinion. I really liked Skyward Sword. There were a lot of people Never that didn't. It. Yeah, that was in that like weird period where I was like kind of grown up at home, and mm-hmm. you were not there. Um, and mom and I played it together. We had a blast playing it together. I really liked it. A lot of people don't like it because they introduced the mechanic. Uh, he has stamina for the first mm-hmm. time, and that's a hard shift for a lot of people. But you have to sprint. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and there were parts of it that were actually like genuinely very difficult. It, again, was like very rewarding and has an interesting story and introduced some really cool things. So, yeah, it, it kind of, for me, like paved the way to Breath of the Wild. But a lot of people don't don't see it that way. They, they're they rebooting like it. it. I know. I saw the, yeah, we watched the Direct this week that they're releasing it again for the Switch. I'll probably ask for it for birthday or Christmas. Yeah, I mean, we've only talked about really like the 3D ones. The 2D ones are are excellent as well. Like I played the ones for the 3DS, and they they still hold up. They're still really good. Yeah, I played um I replayed Four Seasons and mm. Ages in college on the Game Boy Color that mm-hmm. we had. I had mom and dad mail that to me. It was really it was that was a solid entry too. And you could mm-hmm. you you, know, you only get the full like the secret ending boss if you played both. Right. Like, Mom played the first and the second. The second one was awful. Because mm-hmm. they did, they switched to a side-scrolling platformer style of jumping, which was awful. Mm-hmm. And then the one that she played a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, was the one on the SNES, um, mm-hmm. A Link Between Worlds, where you they introduced the Dark World for the first time. Mm-hmm. That one was a solid game. Yeah, and I loved the remake they did for the 3DS. I recently replayed the original one on the Super Nintendo. I just forgot how good it was. But after like playing Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild, the map felt so small. But it also was like still really tedious to get from one end to the other. <laughs> Exhausting. We never played a lot of the main Mario games, other than like Mario 3, 2... The first one, why? Why those were the order of significance for us. That's why I put them in that order. The Mario Party and Mario Kart series was always really huge. Oh my gosh, we played the hell out of every Mario Party game that we got. Played almost all of the Mario Karts. I, think. I couldn't do the newer ones once they once they got over to the Wii and like you had to actually drive. Yeah, I couldn't do the one on I the Wii either. On. But we did the N64 Double Dash for the GameCube is God Tier. That's the mm-hmm. one I'm pretty sure we put the most hours into. Mm-hmm. But the one for, that they released for the Wii U, which I think is 7 or 8, Mario Kart 7 or 8, really good. A really solid Mario Kart entry. We we really enjoy that. I haven't played anything really past Double Dash. Fair. You and I got talking about Mario Party, and like we had a system for Mario Party 6, and which was one of the least popular ones. Because uh, they'd scrapped so many of the like super popular mini games that had come mm-hmm. before it. No, we had a system. We were out for them stars, mm-hmm. put some stars in the star bank. The beauty about a lot of these games too was seeing them all come together for Super Smash Brothers. Yep. Girl, we were writing scripts. I know. We played Melee on the mm-hmm. on the GameCube the most. Yeah, we we would come up with these narratives, these story. We did the same thing with Star Fox Assault. Mm-hmm. But it really started with Smash Brothers Melee, where we would craft these narratives and these stories for the characters that we were using, and have them like do these battles. And looking back on it, I don't think I could do it again. Like I think I've lost like the child's lack of inhibition that allowed mm-hmm. us to do that i don't think i could do it again without feeling utterly fucking ridiculous but we have or so right or so self-conscious but it feel, it was so much fun oh yeah we had so much fun doing that and we were just lost in our imagination within that world mm-hmm. 
I mean, it was all pretty simple stories we were writing. We just, you know, we were doing. It's not like we sat down and wrote anything. We were just making it up as we went. But yeah. we usually followed a pretty safe structure. It was fun and always, you know, we always end up fighting Bowser and Donkey Kong together, or Ganondorf. That'd be it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, Menthol. Mewtwo or Kirby using Mewtwo's powers was always like our Yoda. Literally, we made him green. Uh, yeah, he was the Yoda figure, and then we'd run off and do other shit. And it was usually uh, what Zelda. We had to either play a, a godly figure too or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Just wild fun. Yeah, and then there was always like the subplot that Jigglypuff was in love with Kirby. Unrequited. Yes, unrequited. Okay, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Wild. We just did wild stuff, and we had a lot of fun with it. Um, because, you know, how racist was that? They were both pink. They should be in love. I don't know if I would describe it as <laughs> racist. Maybe there was a little bit of, like, they're of the same species, and thus... <laughs> they need to like each other. Apparently. Yeah, and like I said, we did that with Star Fox Assault, too. But, yeah. No, you're right. We kind of... We stayed away from a lot of the... Not stayed away, but we... Generally speaking, didn't do a whole lot with the main Mario games. We did Sunshine. We did have Mario Sunshine, which is an excellent game. Um, you did Galaxies, didn't you? I did. I did both Galaxies, and they're excellent. Mango right now is playing Odyssey, which is phenomenal. We did the Paper Mario series. Don't forget that. Oh, one and two are so good. They're so good. And then it was just a steady decline since then. My favorite Mario game. Super Mario RPG, Legend oh. of the Seven Goddamn Stars. Yeah. I replay it at least once a year. And that was a game we would make two-player. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do the overlo- overworld stuff, mm-hmm. and then we get in the battle, and then you wanted to... Uh, I think I'd give you at least one... Because I was a selfish kid, and kids are... I, I'd give you at least one character to, to use or play within battle mode. Yeah. Oh, so maybe I'd be two. Peach or Mallow. Yeah, I do remember doing that. Mm-hmm, me too. We also did a lot of two-player on the SNES of the like the Kirby collection. <gasps> yeah. We yeah. played that just a few, uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, it was. It was so like good. the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah. It had a bunch of different, like pulled together some levels from Dreamland and some of the other Kirby games. And we really, really focused. We really tried to get as many cooperative games, which are now more in abundance, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and the little professor and I try to get that too. I do remember we tried to. They did. They redid all of like Mario three, but you could play four people. Mm-hmm. But the the person who's in the lead would just carry the screen forward and screw over who is trying to jump to the next platform that's falling away. And yeah, which we did. Like you and I, I think tried the um, the one on the Wii. But you are arguably a much better platformer than I am. Mm-hmm. Like just like flat out. So it always ended up being much more frustrating than it was worth trying to to play it. Mango and I had better sex, better luck. Glad you guys had better sex. (laughs) Better success playing the one for the Wii U, like the Mario 3D World together, because you couldn't couldn't drag each other like that. Yoshi's Woolly World. Mm. The Yoshi game was pretty cute, too. Mm-hmm. I I did finally play th- like we had gotten stuck in Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I remember and it was like at the fourth level. Eventually, I had a breakthrough and I was able to finish it. And I have at least played Mario three through and did every level. Mm-hmm. Again, I had to be much older to to handle that. Uh, but we also had a lot of fun with the Wii. We had so much fun with the Wii and the games that like were designed for the Wii, we put a lot into Wii Music. Do you remember? Yeah. First night of September, love was changing my mind, so tender, as we danced the night away. Do-do-do-do-do-do. I mean, as we talked in our music episode, we were somewhat musically inclined, so this shit was, we were ready. Hell and yeah, we were. You played rock band, but I never got into Guitar Hero or rock band too much. Bandit really introduced me to like rock band and Guitar Hero, and they were holy shit, are they good at those games? But yeah, we I, we got for the Wii, we got. Um, I would sing. 
Yeah, you would sing, we got the microphone, we got the drum kit, and I would do stuff on the drums, and then Bandit would play the guitar. And, we, you know, we did really well. Uh, it was I a lot of fun. my operatic Patrick Stewart voice at you all. And, yeah, it was so know, that, funny. And that's how I would sing the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it started with Beatles Rock Band, and then I got, like... I think Lego did a rock band um, that was actually really, like, the musical selection the was really good. The goddamn Lego games. Oh, Our fuck. mother has done every single one of the Lego series, and you and I would love to do those co-ops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I still love and buy those those goddamn Lego games. Because we love Legos, too. Yeah, we fucking love Legos. I'm literally sitting next to pounds. Yeah, and I asked for my own two pounds for Christmas and got it and been delighted. Yeah, it's yeah, those like oh my god, those Lego games. They're so they're so simple and they're they are like yeah, they're like parodies of some of my favorite stories ever. Like it's just it's just good fun. And the, yeah, and the mechanics are so simple. You just smash it. There are times when if I really get into one, I will have dreams where the where the currency is just laying around on the floor like it is in the games. When it comes to the Wii games, too, we played, um, they released one called Wii Party, which was essentially like a Mario Party, but with your Wii characters. Like, it was a board game. You played mini games. Like, like you, me, and Mom would just play, play that all the time. It was like two solid summers where we were just playing that all the time. Ram Jam. Ram Jam. Yeah, that was our favorite minigame. So silly. You just raced mm-hmm. through a column of sheep. And whoever got to the end first wind. Yep. It was very it was, simple, very competitive, very, yeah. It came with Wii Sports. And we played that a fair amount, I would say. Um, we got really into the bowling, like a lot of people did. Um, and then it, it turned into this thing where um, our one cousin's ex-husband... Like, whenever they came over, they wanted to play Wii Sports. And I think that you and I were just like, mm, nah, we're good. Like, I'm also now remembering the Harry Potter games that we play a lot of. I really enjoyed those. Those were one of the first, uh, the earlier co-ops we played, too. That was for the um, For the, the GameCube. Yeah, they, they made the fourth one a co-op. And it's the only one that's in, the, in a format like that. Um, I've played two, three, four, five... And I think six. Um, they get more then, towards like first-person shooter than anything. <laughs> yeah, they started person. to turn into these like weird first. And I and I stopped. But the fifth one is an excellent entry that I I think you'd enjoy. It also I was obsessed with a Quidditch game. There was that well, Quidditch was the, World yeah, Cup game that I that got. That played a lot of. I played a lot of that. We both did. You refused to play co-op with me. Because you'd whip my ass. Right. Which just felt like that I I couldn't articulate it at the time, but I was just like, this is such older child bullshit that he like won't play this with me because I'm too good at it, and that means that like there's some type of imbalance for him. Like mm-hmm. so much. There was that Narnia game that was so good. There was the Ghostbusters game on the Wii. Oh, that Ghostbusters game that was a, so such good. a good co-op. So good. And the story was solid. Mm-hmm. That's what they should have based the, uh, the movie off of that mm-hmm. they rebooted. Oh, the Godzilla game. Oh, my god. The first, like, go- first solid Godzilla uh, video game entry they had put in there. We played a lot of that. We did. Oh, the X-Men games. The X-Men, <gasps> X-Men Legends. Yeah. X-Men Again, yeah. we leaned towards co-ops. We just, yeah. It was best because, like, like you said, I didn't want to be in competition with you unless I could win. It's just kids being kids. Yeah. But then those had some like solid cutscenes too, oh, and yeah. good voice acting. Why they dragged Jack Nicholson out to do uh, Wolverine was beyond me. You got you got snakes the size of pythons out here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't think yeah. that was the lie because that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, and like now as an adult, I'm playing a lot more PC games. Like Mango loves PC games and like has a gaming PC. I'll play almost, I'll try almost any co-op game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of where I'm at. Like him and I play a lot of Sea of Thieves together. We're enjoying Hyrule Warriors together. Like I said, like a lot of Mario Kart, I've played a couple first-person shooters with him, even though they're not really, like, my solo jam. Like, he likes them, and we have fun when we play them together, so I do my best. But, like, if I'm, like, left to my own devices, 
I will pick a farming game every day of the week. Oh, what was that one you played? Harvest, Harvest Moon. Moon. Big on the Harvest Moon franchise, and then after the um, the companies that were producing it together split, I'm much more of a Story of Seasons fan, and right now, as I'm sure um, if you are also a fan of that genre could guess, I'm obsessed with Stardew Valley. It's an, an intensely rewarding resource and farming management game. Um, I'm trying. It has co-op, and I'm trying to get Mango into it, um, but he struggles because he doesn't. There's not a clear goal. So he's like, "What are we doing?" And I'm just like, "The point is to make a beautiful farm together." And he's like, "But what are we?" That doing? sounds disgusting. I know. And so I'm a city boy. I don't want that much. Yeah, I know. So he like I just let him go and fish all day because he enjoys the mini game, and like then like I just do stuff on the farm. But then he gets he gets bored. I don't know. We're working on it. Again, I went I went more Xbox and more adult themed stuff, and some really good games too. Are enjoy the Fable series. That was the first like adult style game that introduced like actual sex in the mm-hmm. game. Dragon Age is a really good. It's yeah, a one another this. one person one, and the the characters in there are just fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like they they went out of their way to make these people hot. Right. <laughs> and you're sitting there like this is a video game. It shouldn't you know be stirring the jellies. Then you're like a little bit gross. You're like, oh this video game. Uh, why is it doing this to me? And then you know you initiate a sex scene, and then of course that's when the other people in your house walk in the room. Obviously, right. And why 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 is there you know literal humping on the screen? That you're playing a video game, not watching dirty stuff. Well, yeah, Unless, it's like when I play The Sims, Mango only ever looks over when I have them like fucking in the shower, like. Yeah. I'm just trying to have a good time. Here. Right. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. Just a little, it feels a little gross and dirty at the same time. Yeah, but um, Mango has also introduced me to the roguelite genre, like quickly becoming one of my favorites. And it's the idea of like you start with nothing and then you gather different items to like build a run essentially to try and achieve your goal and like get the best items that you can. So, been playing a lot of The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus, which is just phenomenal and has an intense amount of replayability. That's really the only, like, roguelite I've personally gotten into, but I really enjoy watching other people play those. Um, I don't watch a lot of people play video games online. If I need help through something, I'll go find a walkthrough. But mm-hmm. uh, I know you guys really do, when you're here for the holidays, you'd sit down on your lunches and just watch a video game playthrough. Yeah, well, we, ha- we have folks that we, like, specific folks that we enjoy. Like, we really like Northern Lion, who's a streamer out of Vancouver. He was one of the, like, really early folks uploading him playing video games to YouTube and, like, really, like, got to capitalize on, like, Twitch becoming really popular and things like that. You mean not PewDiePie? No, fuck no. Um, we watched Dan Giesling, who's out of Detroit, and they play a lot of stuff together, and we, we enjoy that. It's a nice way to, like, see if you'd like a game before you buy it. Is sure. part of it, too. Like, it's a bit of, like, a consumer review situation, but it's also, like, entertaining. Because, like, we watch people play games that we're, like, never going to buy, but, like, it's entertaining to watch them play it. So, and especially, like, with the pandemic and with sports being canceled, we're not... We watch basketball. Like, I'll, I mean, like, we'll, I'll just say it. Like, we, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend that we're not, like, a sports house. Like, we watch basketball. I'll throw on a baseball game if it's on national TV, that kind of thing. But, like, when all that stuff was canceled, we really turned to, like, people playing video games. Fair. It kind of really resonates that you watching people stream of consciousness while they're playing a video game. Seeing as when you would play video games by yourself and you were a whole eight years old, you would do the stream of consciousness singing while playing. It was the most adorable thing to hear, but, you know, living through it at the time, too, it got real fucking annoying for the other folks in the house. But, again, I'm not shitting on you. It was just, I remember Dad would just be like, okay, Mac, that, that, that has got to be enough. You don't have the voice you have now, so it's, you know, the voice of a child just singing. And kids sing terribly. A really cute memory is that you would just ah, la, 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 sing while playing, like Smash Brothers or something. And you know that was part of the thing, too, when we were doing these stories, is you would just start thinking out loud, and then you just start singing it, because you're just having a nice time. And it was really fucking cute. It turns out that I have ADHD. <laughs> and you're um, in the zone. 
Yes, like I didn't get diagnosed until last summer. And then just like everything, a lot of things started falling into place for me Mm -hmm. about like why I did certain things or like approach things in a certain way, especially as a kid. Um, And that's like a very classic thing is like the stream of consciousness and like humming along. And the thing is, is like, I'm not conscious of doing it. Uh, And I like, especially when I was a kid, I would actually have to work harder to stop. Right and not do it than to just, like, let my brain go. Yeah. Again, it was cute, but mm-hmm. did you ever get sick with uh, handhelds in the car? Hell yeah. I, well, I mean, like, I've, I've had to go to vision therapy, so, like, we, I have, like, a number of... <laughs> or had a number of issues with my eyes. Yeah, but I can't play... I can't, like, read in the car. I can't play uh, my 3DS or my Switch. While the car is moving. It's a time portal for you. Why wouldn't you do that? You got a three-hour car ride? Why wouldn't you just enter this time suck? And then when you return to consciousness, you're there. That sounds amazing to me. I hate long car rides. I know. I could do it for a while as a kid, like a really young kid. But the older I got, the less able I was. Like, yeah, it makes me nauseous and gives me a headache and strains my eyes. But I do remember at one point being young enough that like it didn't bother me and we had those um those lights that attached to our game boys that mom found for cheap at like kmart one time so that or we could well, see immediately fell apart right and we could yeah we could see our game boys at night while we were driving around yeah now they're just already lit yeah they're like actual tv screens right I do remember the one video game Dad would actually play was that Star Fox Assault game that we did. Mm-hmm. The way the game mechanics worked was you would run around, gather weapons, but if you got killed and respawned, you lost every single fucking weapon. Mm-hmm. And that ate him alive. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Instead of like grabbing a few good ones and get going, he wanted to collect every single possible mm-hmm. one that he could before engaging. You know, if you sniped him... He survived as long as he did because he was running around so fast. Just wouldn't stop. Right. He just didn't stop collecting everything that he could. Remember the, when um, the jetpacks got introduced? Oh, fuck. Life. Mm-hmm. You just fucking lived. That was a really good game. And we had a lot of fun with uh, a lot of those. That was the one thing I asked when you came into town for a couple of weeks and stayed at our house. I said, can we just have a, some video game time? Mm-hmm. Just the two of us. Well, I remember like after I, I moved out, I was trying to play Smash Brothers with a little professor. He hates that game. At one point, I just looked at him and I said, why can't you be as good as Mac at this? Spud. I, and I know you told I've told you that before, but, but I was just like, come on, keep up. Good Lord. He and I try to find co-op games to play, but we actually, uh, Dynasty Warriors is a big one we've played mm-hmm. a lot of those, mm-hmm. similar to Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, so much has changed with video games over time, and it feels like we're truly always living in the best time for video games. Right, it only gets better. Yeah. It really does, and but and I really what I really like that Nintendo does, I know like Xbox does this too, but you can buy old games again. Mm-hmm. And put them on the new system if the old one's crapped out. Because mm-hmm. the N64 is dead. Can't get it to stay on. Damn. And like some of those games, like the first Paper Mario, it's on my Wii U and we, we play. I play it pretty regularly. We have pieces and chunks to the connectors that are broken on the Super Nintendo, but it still works. Mm-hmm. And it still hooks up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it still stays on. Those things were built to last back then. Yeah, they were. But the little professor literally played a 3ds out and i had to replace it for him and then that one's actually crapping out now he's taken to just playing mine (laughs) jesus fair enough so at the beginning you mentioned that there was a charade a sham perpetuated Mm -hmm. against the family by the family yeah i really think it's the earliest days of me feeling like i don't have all the information about (laughs) what's going on in the family so like That's a running thing is that like, like I'll find something out about the family and my first instinct is always to look at mom and go, why didn't you tell me? I'm telling you now, sweetheart. Right. And then she'll be like, well, now you know. And I'm just like, now I know. Like, but you know, it's that early. It's, it's, and it's kind of the curse of being the youngest always, right? Like I'm the youngest of all the cousins. I'm the youngest sibling. Right. And I know that there are like a lot of folks who are also the youngest have this experience of being like the last to find out about stuff just stuff 
my very first deception in this life was <laughs> can you really you're, are you surprised um, no. <laughs> was finding out that I was not playing actually playing video games with Spud but mom had just plugged in the player two controller handed it to me and then because I couldn't read Spud had just picked one player and was playing and I thought that I was the other like it was with Mario Kart on the SNES so if you're familiar you know that even in one player mode it shows like your opponents so I just thought that I was so good so I would always let you pick the character I was playing so that you could, you know, I just select Princess Peach. I would play and you thought you were being Peach. And then every time Mario would zoom past or anything, you'd say, oh, oh, there you are, Spud. Hi. Mm-hmm. And I would say, hey there. Yeah. Until one day, I'm pretty sure without consulting Mon, Spud just said, fuck it. Set everything up like normal, except he picked two player. And then I suddenly lost. I genuinely thought that I had like I had stroke in the bathroom. and lost my ability to play the game. I thought I had gone to the bathroom. Oh, Mom was God. in the room with you. I remember being in that little bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then you just started screaming. What is happening? Why can't I do this? Yep. What's wrong? Yeah. I thought I had like a medical issue with mm-hmm. my brain. Where I had overnight lost the ability to play Mario Kart. You know, for Uh, a five-year-old, a year is a very long time. Yeah. And you've only had three of them that you remember. Right. So, yeah, you said, I've done this for years. Why can't I do it anymore? Mm Mm-hmm. And Mom just sat you down and told you. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't feel good about that. No? No, but I still, you know, you did send me that one gif of uh, Baby Yoda. The caption, the meme had said, uh, "The face your ma- the face your younger brother makes when uh, they think they're playing two player with you, but it's just one player, and they think they're kicking ass." That's that's your profile pic in my phone. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what happened. I thought I was uh, a Mario Kart prodigy, and then uh, we had one ill-timed trip to the bathroom, and it all came crashing down but it i mean it's clearly didn't deter me from playing video games anymore no in fact i I think it gave you higher resolve and you you determined you were gonna whip my ass one day and you did (laughs) and eventually you know you were definitely on par once we started playing double dash definitely hold your own it was just something like you you clearly didn't have like the dexterity yet to handle it and Mm -hmm. it was just something that mom did uh she's having a nice time she thinks she's having a nice time. What's the difference? Right. She feels included. They're spending time together that's positive. And we'll get into that later. They're not fighting and or bickering in right. and or in my face. Right. That, as we've referred to, is was Mario Kart Gate. Yeah. That yeah. was the saga of deception and lies. It's been good time since, though. Of course. Any final thoughts on... Video games and the world of virtual entertainment. Yeah, I I believe that there's a video game out there for everyone to enjoy. I like that, yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of finding it. Yeah, that if it, if it brings you joy, make time to play it. I don't believe that video games make people inherently violent. Mm-mm. I don't think that after a, um, a shooter goes through, sorry to get real serious here, the shooter goes on a shooting spree, well, they play violent video games. No. Hurt people hurt people. Something happened to this person to make them like that, and it wasn't the video game, and it wasn't the video game's fault. Mm -hmm. Violent movies don't make people violent. It makes them desensitized to when seeing violence. I'll give you that. But, no. Violent video games do not make people violent. Violent tendencies are for, from come from violent people because yeah. they've seen that violence is okay at home, not in a video game. People can yeah. distinguish the difference between reality and not. And, it's true. And if they can't, then they need other sorts of help. It's true. In fact, I use video games to play out my ultimate power fantasy, which is to be a good neighbor and just grow a shit ton of vegetables. So. Wow, what a power dynamic. I know really are a socialist aren't you (laughs) i am i'm a collectivist actually here here it's 
they've been a great source of joy and entertainment in my life. And some uh, of our, our fondest memories. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked about that when we were with uh, the godmother. Like, yeah, we dragged video games up there and whatnot. And much like her brother, she hated them, but she let us play them for a while. Yeah. And yeah, some of my favorite video game memories are like in the car on the way there or from home mm-hmm. or while we were up there too. Yeah, and then our summers together. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we would literally play video games from 10 in the morning when we wake up. We'd throw some cereal down our gullet. We'd break for lunch. And then at 2.35, we had 10 minutes to get our chores done before Mom rolled in at 2.45. And mm-hmm. we'd get it all pulled together because we were playing video games the whole time. Yep. Not sorry. Nope. And as we always say, everyone comes from a wild family. It's always a good idea to have someone to talk about them with. Don't be judgy. Be a little judgy. Don't be mean. Only if they're mean. We don't get to choose our family. But we do get to choose who our favorites are. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Potatoes and Pasta. Be good, be kind, be forgiving. Until next time, family. Bye. You mentioned that there was a charade, a sham perpetuated Mm -hmm. against the family by the family yeah i really think it's the earliest days of me feeling like i don't have all the information about (laughs) what's going on in the family so like (laughs) that's a running thing is that like like i'll find something out about the family and my first instinct is always to look at mom and go why didn't you tell me i'm telling you now sweetheart